Welcome to The Buff Show, 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Answer, Orlando, streaming all over the world on thebuffshow.com and social media and on our podcast too. So great to see all of you out there. I tell you what, we are in a crazy time when it comes to the double maskers, the vaccine enthusiasts. They're ignoring herd immunity. They're ignoring your immune system, which was designed to work pretty well. Not just against China flu, but other things like the flu. Remember that? The public health centers are also trying to crush your freedom and privacy. We are going to show you some really strange stuff. Let's start with the contact tracing. One of my son's friends that he sits with at school went into quarantine, not because he tested positive, because he was contact traced. It disrupts his, by the way, he's a healthy kid, disrupts his schedule, disrupts his weekly routine, and this is happening all over the country. There's a strange stat that one reporter asked Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida about the kids who are in quarantine. We have thousands and thousands of healthy kids at a mandatory quarantine because of the over-abusive contact tracing. Check out this clip. Governor, on schools, there are 600-plus students right now in Palm Beach County Schools, this county, who have tested positive for coronavirus. What assurances can you give? Is that true, or are they being isolated because they had an exposure? No, 3,000 are on isolation, 600 positive. What assurances can you give to the parents who are concerned about exposing their kids to COVID in the classroom? Well, I mean, here's what I would say. I mean, a couple of things. One is, you know, I think as people come, if students have symptoms, then they should stay home. And so if somebody is, is ill, then don't go to school. That's absolutely the right thing to do. And if schools see that, they should send them home. But I don't think to say anyone that was in like a hallway or in a classroom, that they, even if they're healthy, should be sent home. I think quarantining healthy kids deprives these kids of an ability to get an education. Now, maybe a parent would want a healthy kid to be quarantined if there's an exposure. But I think that should be the choice of the parent because what we found last year when you did the broad quarantining of the healthy students was they'd be home for, hopefully hopefully they're not doing it two weeks, but last year they would do it sometimes for two weeks. And so the parents sitting there trying to figure out like, hey, my kid's not sick, you know, they need to be in school. We do have a weird system in place, an old system, old by the, you know, 2020 standards of when they came up with this, but contact tracing, I guess, has been around for a long time, a long time. And now they found a way to test it out. Let's test it out on the kids and the society. And this system is just unbelievable how you're just a parent waiting for that phone call, knowing that your next two weeks might be an absolute mess because your kid has to stay home. You're a healthy kid. Parents are giving up a a ton of information to these health departments locally and federally. And your kid may be next. We need to go back to the old system, right? We know that schools can be a petri dish for passing colds and viruses. It's happened before with the flu, which is much worse for the kids, by the way, than the China flu. That is a study that's been made true. If you're sick, here's the old system. If you're sick, you stay home until you feel better. And then you go back and hang out with your friends. 
I tell you what, that's how it's supposed to be. You don't have to make calls to the health department. Just if you're not feeling well, stay home. And there's a lot of symptoms out there that can be treated without reporting all of your information to the health department. Now, there's some things that are worse than just a phone call from the health department. In Seattle, there's parents pushing for schools to move students to outdoor lunches. All right, I thought it rained every day in Seattle, maybe not, but it's not a good situation to be outside because of the weather and the bugs. You're trying to eat your bologna sandwich and in comes a mosquito. We, it's okay for kids to stay inside. They're, uh, they're going to be fine. <laughs> and it gets worse than that. Let's talk ankle bracelets. Not for criminals on probation, mind you. Ankle braces for athletes in high school. <laughs> Seattle, Washington, all right. Home of the autonomous zones and the weak and sissy leaders, the ones that hide and have to move or resign, and then the great Sleepless in Seattle movie, too. But a school board decided to treat kids just like criminals. This is after uh, Eatonville High School, okay? After fielding outrage from parents. Here's the thing. You're going you're gonna to see that there's a lot of administration, school boards, and public health officials that would love to impose all kinds of things on you until you push back on them. They're going to do everything they can. After fielding outrage from parents, Eatonville High School has decided to pause a program that had students, athletes, wearing contact tracing ankle monitors to track their proximity to each other during practices and competitions. Originally, the plan was to have the ankle monitors trace potential COVID-19 cases among student-athletes and coaches. But then it said, we can track proximity, too. And this, is be- this has been warned by people in this system, regardless of vaccination status. It says, if a student or coach tests positive, we will have immediate information. It, it zooms it up to control, Right to the control center where some nerd guy is sitting there going, oh, we got a problem here. If a student or coach tests positive, we will have immediate information regarding athletes and coaches' contacts so we can more tightly determine who might need to quarantine, the quarantining of healthy people. That was the school district in a statement to the uh, KTTH. Oh, boy. Ankle monitors for kids. While the school says parents were sought out for consent, some said they were not actually consultants. So can you imagine if your kid comes home in an ankle bracelet? You'd be like, did you rob a liquor store or something? What is going on here? Oh, no, they're just contact tracing me. Whatever pretty word you want to use for it, you put an ankle device around your child's ankle. And one parent said, you put an electronic device around my child's ankle without my consent. This was during a public school board district meeting held this week. Ankle monitors, bubbles, pods, masks. Put on your M-A-S-K. Put on your mask. Put on your M-A-S-K. Put on your mask. Cover your mouth and nose. Please don't make us ask. Put on your M-A-S-K. Put on your mask. Unbelievable what they're doing to these kids. How about you adults? How about your workplace wrist monitor? Huh? Check this out. And this is how the solution works. 
work. Every employee wears a small and lightweight Kinexon safe tag with an integrated ultra-wideband sensor. If the employee is too close to colleagues for too long, the visual warning signal is amplified by an audible one. First of all, you can't be social if you're distancing. And if you're two healthy people, you don't need a thing on your wrist that beeps every time you come around. This information is being sent also from a control center. What else are they tracking? How much information is iPhone and Verizon giving up? How much electronic devices and stuff do we need to put in our bodies to make these people happy? Is this more about control? Because it's certainly not about your privacy, your personal health, and your freedom. Now, I told you last week that the FDA gave an approval to the Pfizer vaccine. I told you the mandates were coming fast, furious, and crazy. One Atlanta church says you must have proof of COVID-19 vaccination to enter the building. Vaccine requirements are the only way forward, according to Miranda McKenzie, the church's public relations director. This is a church where we're told not to live in fear. We are following the science, and you always hear that all the time, and you know it's a bunch of garbage. They're just following whatever Fauci and the CDC write out there. We're following the science, McKenzie said. It's much safer to be vaccinated than to not be. Uh, in some cases, probably true. All right. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's up to you. We go over and beyond taking safety precautions for our members. Hmm. Along with vaccination, church members must have their temperature checked, sign a waiver, and wear a mask. You got to fill out all this paper, get your temperature checked, show your proof of vaccination. And when the church says vaccinated, they mean everyone. Check this out. People under the age of 12 aren't allowed in the church building. They're not allowed. When Jesus said, let the children come unto me, let the little children come unto me. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe not. They're not vaccinated and they're not wearing a mask. This is a church a church doing this. In the workplace again, Delta Airlines told its staff this week that those who have not been vaccinated would have their health insurance premiums increase, increased by 200 a month to cover possible costs relating to the in, uh, illness. Higher insurance premiums coming not just for Delta Airlines, but across the board, we're getting notifications too. Delta has also said unvaccinated employees will be required to take a COVID test every week as long as community case rates are high. Case rates don't mean sickness in most cases. 70% still don't see symptoms. And we have not had higher death rates year over year. But let's all panic about the 99% recovery. Every time somebody texts me, hey, Matt, uh, I got tested positive for COVID. Yeah, well, welcome to the 99%. Hope you're doing well. Also, United, Frontier, and Hawaiian Airlines mandated vaccines for its employees as well. Goldman Sachs joined a list of uh, growing lists, by the way, of major companies requiring vaccinations for its employees to enter its buildings. CVS Health will require patient-facing employees and its corporate staff to be fully vaccinated by October 31st. Chevron announced Monday that it is requiring some of its workers to be vaccinated. 
Following a mandate for its salary to non-union employees, Disney now requires its unionized employees at Walt Disney World to be fully vaccinated by October 22nd. The FDA gave its full first full approval to Pfizer Biotech uh, BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine for use in those ages of 16 and above. I told you this was coming down. It's coming down worse than you might thought. Your local churches, your local buildings of employment, everywhere is going to be putting you in their records as vaccinated or not. (laughs) And if you don't get vaccinated, you probably can't work at Disney, CVS Health, Chevron, Delta, and the list goes on. And military members, get ready to get court-martialed if you refuse the vaccine because your deadline date is coming up too. And they say they care about the troops. As we said once again last week, with FDA approval comes more mandates, contact tracing, and stuff to monitor your activity because your immune system, your privacy, and medical choices do not matter anymore. We'll be right back on The Buff Show. You work hard for your money. Did you know that when you pay your rent, you're probably paying the landlord's mortgage or loan? Eddie Tavares from EXP Realty can help you change that from helping you get pre-approved to finding your new home. Eddie Tavares will help you every step of the way. Call Eddie Tavares now at 407-747-9944. That's 407-747-9944. EddieTavares.exprealty.com. Welcome back to the show. So Kamala Harris is touring around Vietnam, Singapore, and a couple other places, cackling hag, just making her way around the world to talk about some trade deal or something like that that's probably already in place and doesn't need to be run by them, too. I mean, they're running everything. You saw what's happening in Afghanistan. For crying out loud, we are either going to war because we said if you break the deal and the Taliban let the terrorists in, the other terrorists, by the way, let the terrorists in who blew up our soldiers. So the Taliban broke the deal, let all ISIS prisoners out, thousands of them, thousands of them. And the cackling hag is just touring the world and laughing about it on the way as she goes. You remember Kamala Harris in the primary, all right? 22,000 people show up at a rally in California. Even Trump was like, wow, that's impressive. She was the next big thing. And then the American people started hearing her talk. All right. They talked to, they listened to her talk about smoking weed after, as a prosecutor, by the way, locking up tons and tons of uh, weed offenders, locking them up and calling them predators. And they're out there on the street smoking weed and we got to lock them up. Remember, she did that. But then she goes on Charlemagne the God and talks about smoking weed and listening to Snoop Dogg. But the problem is Snoop Dogg wasn't out at that point. Then Kamala Harris goes on 60 Minutes. And this was one of the most bizarre ones. So bizarre that President Trump even said, maybe we don't look at just Biden. Maybe she's crazy too. I mean, for crying out loud, Joe Biden is just bumbling around and Kamala Harris is just cackling about this and that. When even asked about, are you the most liberal person? Are you going to go with Biden's policies? Are you going to get Medicare for all? Because you've been voted the most liberal in Congress, most liberal. That's a laughing matter to Kamala Harris. Considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I Somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But. Yeah. Well, actually, the nonpartisan GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. 
And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? No. <laughs> no, it is the perspective of, of a woman who grew up a, a, a black child in America, who was also a prosecutor, who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India, who also, you know, likes hip hop. <laughs> like, what do you want to know? <laughs> well, I want to give you, I want to. Even Trump was like, my goodness, is there something wrong with her? Listen to what he said. The only thing almost as bad was Kamala with the laugh. Ha ha, that's so funny. Ha ha ha. She kept laughing. I said, is there something wrong with her too? She will not be the first woman president. You can't let that happen. Now, after doing so poorly, after all the cackling, after all the weird, annoying talk, after getting destroyed by Tulsi Gabbard, Gabbard on the stage, by the way, on the debate stage, the Democrat voters turned off. They turned off of Kamala Harris, finishing so bad, her office, her prime, her uh, candidacy office became a mess, infighting and all this stuff. They didn't even make it to Iowa. She put all their egg, eggs in one basket there, didn't even make it, didn't even get on the ballot, didn't even finish in the top 2% fell from 22,000 people at her rally in Oakland to nothing in the Midwest. Nothing. Less than 2%. But the Biden team said, maybe this would be a good, a good idea to put her right on vice president. Worst affirmative action hire of all time since Barack Obama. <laughs> this woman is probably smarter than Joe Biden, maybe. And that's only because he's so diminished at his stature right now. Maybe smarter, but she makes a joke out of everything. And I don't know if it's like a Joker disorder. Remember the Joker movie where he just laughs uncontrollably and he can't, he can't control it. We might have a Joker situation here with Kamala Harris, the now vice president of the United States and going to a place where in Vietnam, that they're celebrating the fact that John McCain was captured. There's a memorial there, uh, not a memorial, but a site where they're celebrating the fact that John McCain was captured. She thinks it's a memorial. And there she is laying flowers at this site where they're celebrating that we caught John McCain. You think there'd be a memorial for John McCain in Vietnam? Absolutely ridiculous. But her team, she doesn't even know that. Always just the cackling hag doing stupid things. Absolutely. Unreal. And then she gets asked questions like, what about the people stranded in Afghanistan? And she laughs about it. She thinks it's funny. What's your response to reports of Americans? Hold on, hold on. Slow down, everybody. <laughs> and then let's talk about the border, which she laughs about the border. I'll show you that in a second. But that is one of our biggest problems in this country right now because it's affecting us all in a negative way. Drugs are pouring in. Crime is pouring in. We are setting records of illegals pouring into the border. It's, a, it's being overrun down there. You've seen interviews all over the place with Border Patrol down there. Absolutely disastrous performances by this administration to undo the Trump policy so bad that the courts overturned Biden's decision and said the stay in Mexico has to go back in place which is great. When will that start? You have to stay in Mexico while you're processing instead of just streaming in here and becoming part of the catch and release program because they thought that was a good idea under Obama. Turns out it wasn't. 
caused a lot of problems, crime, drugs. And uh, where do you think the fentanyl comes from? The border. Comes from China into the border. All right? This is such a big situation. So Biden tapped Kamala Harris and said, hey, Kamala, why don't you manage the border situation? Because I'm incapable. And she hasn't done a thing. Done a thing about it. Except joke about it. Do you plan to visit the border? Uh, um, not today. <laughs> but um, I have before and I'm sure I will again. We had kids being locked out of school, as you heard before. We talked about that with the masks and the mandates and the remote learning and all that stuff. She thinks it's funny. It's funny. We got all these great educators here. They can take care of remote learning. If you ask her a question on why remote learning is bad, she thinks it's a joke. Why remote learning is bad, no socializing with your friends. We've seen a kick up in depression, a rise up in depression, teen suicide. We've seen a rise up in drug use and all these other things that are causing problems because the kids aren't in a proper learning environment around their friends and being part of discussions when the teacher asks them questions, being part of camaraderie at recess, being part of all that. If that doesn't happen, that can affect the kid in a negative way. All right, we've talked about what you're teaching them too as being a problem sometimes, but there's a lot of great teachers out there that want a class of students so they can interact together. But oh boy, if you talk to Kamala Harris about that, if you ask her about that, she's going to go cackling hag on you. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids <laughs> and say, we're not paying them nearly enough. <laughs> With this explosion in the Middle East, in Afghanistan, we see war coming or they're going to keep attacking. And we have two chuckleheads and the media is turning on Joe Biden, that means we have to take a focus on Kamala Harris. Everybody says, well, what if we impeach Joe Biden? Then we got Kamala Harris to deal with. You know what? Impeach her too. And get rid of Nancy Pelosi. And do whatever you can to get respect back to America, get prosperity back to America, and making America great again, again, just like 2017 and 2019, before China said, we can't take these anymore. Here comes the Wuhan flu. We can't take these tariffs and taxes on us. Here comes the Wuhan flu. So now they're looking at Kamala Harris as maybe she might come in a little bit sooner than they might plan. That's unacceptable. Kamala Harris is a disaster. That being said, we could definitely vote her out, get, get her out of the way. And if she messes up as bad as Biden does, then you impeach her too. They set the precedent with all these phony witch hunts against uh, President Trump. They had to make up crises. And now we're doing dealing with two chuckleheads that are creating real crises and the deaths of American soldiers. Unbelievable. It's hard to argue that the White House didn't shank the withdrawal. You cannot defend the execution here. This has been a disaster. It's just unconscionable for them to get it that wrong. And this is about leaving hastily and ineptly Secretary Blinken, how did President Biden get this so wrong? This president and his indifference to things he was warned about put us where we are. And that's a fact. He's lost the competency, uh, uh, high marks that he was getting at one time. Does President Biden not bear the blame for this disastrous exit? Uh, it's a failure. And he needs to own that failure. I supported President Biden. I did campaign. And this is the first time in my life that I regret my decision that I made. The idea that President Biden ordered 2,500 service members out 
and now is sending up to 5,000 service members back in, does that not on its face show that the, ex- that the exit was ineptly planned? Just a thought. Maybe we should have checked with the Afghan army if they had the will before we gave them the tools and the weapons, because now the Taliban has the will and the weapons. This remains very much a disaster. And one of the contributing factors here is when you listen to the president, he is saying things that simply uh, do not comport with the reality that we are seeing with our own eyes. You no, know, I think it's devastating to President Biden's international credibility and to the credibility of the country that he leads, the United States of America, as we go around the world. Will the Democrats have his back the way the GOP had Trump's back in low moments? Nope. Not judging by this week. We'll be right back on the bus. Veritas Tactical. Tactical. A family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses and force on force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full time gunsmith on site. Sarah coating services, laser engraving and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000, 407-309-3000, and at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. Welcome back to the show, special guest, candidate for District 10. You've seen him in studio, and now he's downtown getting it done. Willie Montague, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Oh, so what are you up to today, my friend? Well, uh, of course, we see all the things that's going on in our nation right now, and I'm helping uh, parents help their children with the uh, religious exemption forms, uh, make sure that they're filled out, and, and really just trying to help fight the good fight for freedom. That is excellent. Religious exemption forms. We talked about it a little bit ago where even churches are now saying you have to be vaccinated, wear a mask, do testing. And there's a church in Atlanta, Willie, that says children 12 and under can't even come to the church service. So when Jesus said, come, let the little children come unto me, I guess only if you're vaccinated. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. And I was uh, quite shocked at that. Um, I was not happy by that uh, Bishop Paul Morton's uh, request to have people show their vaccination status to be able to enter into the church. And then for those who are uh, actually 11 and under um, who are not vaccinated and, uh, you know, he asked for them to stay home to watch and enjoy online. And even went as far as telling people to stay seated and do not hug. Um, we come to church for fellowship. We come to church to um, embrace one another um, you go all week long. Most services are on Sunday. Some do have it on Saturday. But we go all week long with the stress of life, the pressures of life, family, work, whatever the case, and what's going on right now in our country. And, you know, the place of church is supposed to be a place of peace, love, and to go and feel like, you know, we're just as restricted as it would be if we walked down the street. To me, that is not what church is. That is not uh, the house of the Lord. And I want to, you know, phrase that and understand because often people say, well, Willie, the you know, the, the, you know, we are the church, and we are the church. We absolutely are the church. The church is in us. However, the assembling together is, is something that you don't get when you're by yourself. Coming together with another like-minded individual is very important. It's something that we all need to have because that, uh, that, that, that helps our psychological state. 
we need to be able to be in touch with one another. We have to be. Because God said, if two or more are gathered in my name, I will be there also. I don't think right. he meant on a Zoom call. Right. <laughs> You're right. And that's the thing about it. The, the community, building the church, people died building right. this church. Absolutely. And now because we don't trust our immune systems, we're scared of a disease that, or a virus, not a disease, but a virus that has a 99% recovery and barely right. impacts children at all. And right. people can get therapeutics. We're, we're afraid of that. I mean, right. what has the church become, Willie? Well, to me, the, the church has really backed away from being, um, being that foundation that people depend on. I said this last year that it was going to come a time when people going to need the church for whatever is going on. And here we are right now where it seems like most of the churches are on the run. And um, quite frankly, we have to really restore that place of faith and not just the faith in, in Christ, but the faith in the place where people could come for a place of refuge. That is why uh, you know Christ himself said, upon this rock, I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So we have to remember that it's on Christ that we're building the church. Is that That's the foundation. And that's one that we do not want to uh, shake up because we're afraid to go and have service because of a virus. I said this and I said very boldly that I have seen healing revivals. I personally have seen people that have had sicknesses and disease that God, you know, healed them. And this was supposed to be things that was uncurable. They were healed. They, God, you know, healed their bodies. And here we go with a massive flu outbreak. That's what I'm going to call it. And yet and still the church forgets 1 Peter 2 and 24 that says, by his stripes we are healed. They forget Mark 11, verse 22 to 26, where it says, have faith in God. If you, whatever you believe and say in his name. Now, people can say this. They'll say, oh, well, they died. They didn't get healed. What about that? Well, I tell people this. Whether you're healed here or you're healed there, you're still healed. And we all are counted to, to die. So that does not mean that he's still not the sovereign God. That does not mean that he's still not a healer. That still does not mean that he does not care about society. But there, there comes a place where you have to stand on the word of God alone. And that's where I feel like the church is absent. Because we have preached the word for over 2,000 years about the greatness and the power of Jesus Christ. And yet it's still in year 2020, 2021, now we're like, Hey, you know, yeah. that doesn't apply to 2021. That was just, you know, that was 2020 and, and, and before. 2021, the script is a little different. So It's unbelievable. Do you ever Did you ever think in your life that you'd have to sit down and write out religious exemptions for children so they can go to school without a mask on? No. In fact, when I was, uh, we was having the, the, uh, the marches and our peaceful demonstrations, and I was walking with some of the parents and some of those that was out there joining the activists, and I turned to one of them and I was like, I never thought this would be the day that we had to walk down the street uh, to stand up for simple, everyday common sense freedoms. And that I would have to be out here to sign literally hundreds of religious exemption forms. And now that our military is being forced to get vaccinated and we're looking at this like, what have we come to in america not this is not a third world country we are in america the greatest nation in the world and yet and still we are faced with thorough third world country types of leadership and uh, this to me is alarming because how else are we going to get that back how else are we going to restore the freedoms and the liberties of the united states of america if we don't have people like 
you know, yourself and others who were, have the backbone to say, we got to speak out for it. And I tell you, I get so much heat and so much flack from people on both sides that disagree with my response to things because they want us to play politics as usual. Politics as usual has gone. This is not about yeah. Republican. This is not about Democrat. This is about tyranny versus freedom. And someone has to realize what side are you going to be on. And if you're not going to speak with boldness, to me, you're on the side of tyranny. There, there comes a question into not just tyranny, but just privacy. Privacy right. and medical freedom. Sometimes that's right. all we're talking about. Because in schools, like my, my son I was talking about before, his buddy that he sits with is at home in quarantine, a healthy kid, just because he got contact traced. This right. is unreal. We might have 600 so-called positive cases, but we have thousands of Florida kids at home breaking up the family schedule, not being with their friends, and they're completely fine. Right. We have. Literally in Orange County, in the school district here, we have over 200,000 students in the Orange County School District, and less than 1% of those are the ones that they are deciding to do a universal mandate off of. Okay, we just lost Willie Montague there. He's running for Congress, 10th District. Go to TeamWillie.com, but we'll get him back on and finish his thoughts. Right now, we're going to bring on our good friend of the show, Larry Smith. Larry, good to see you, man. How's life treating you? <clears throat> Oh man, not too bad. I uh, got uh, got just got done with the Wuhan. Yeah, I heard about that. You called yeah. me last week, and we're like, uh, I don't feel so good. And then it hits you. And how you doing now? Uh, let's see, uh, eight uh, eight pounds lighter. So uh, highly recommended for uh, you know for uh, weight loss. Quick weight loss, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's it was an experience. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You. Uh, You've never really gone through this type of thing. You know, it's not the normal flu. It's a, it's definitely a, a heavy flu, but nothing that uh, you know a healthy person can't get through. You know. Yeah. So besides the weight loss, what what were some of the symptoms you had? Well, they kind of came in waves. You know, it was like uh, it was because they list like nineteen of them. You know, kind of going down the list is like if you have you know fever, earache, headache. You know, all these different things kind of going down. And uh, for me. Anything. Yeah, exactly. It could be anything. But for me, though, um, I did I never lost my sense of taste or smell, which is why I didn't think it was COVID. Uh, but it kind of came in weight, you know, like, uh, you know, that it was sore throat and then it was the fever, then the sore throat, then the diarrhea. But it wasn't all at once. Right. So I was like, well, this is pretty manageable. You know, if you're you know taking the right medication, you have somebody there to kind of supervise you and stuff, you're going to be OK. But it was. It was a it was a tough flu, is what it was. And it wasn't even a long flu. You know, seventy two yeah, hours sure. back on your feet. Yeah, no, we what talked did, what, forty eight hours ago? So yeah, that's probably. right. What what did you do to um what did you take? You know, did you take any medicine or just let it flow? Uh my wife had me on a uh day quill, night quill kind of regimen and then uh uh vitamins, you know, zinc, A and D, A D C zinc, vitamin pills, that kind of thing. So yeah, it all worked out. So not worth locking the country down for. Oh, no, man. I mean, if, if you did this once a year, you'd be fine. I mean, you, it would suck. And you don't want to do it. Usually people do but, get sick once a year on the average, if, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, you, you were in the military mid-90s, right? 
Yeah, early nineties. Yeah, so early nineties. Yeah, mid nineties. So yeah, mid nineties. So, my bad. Yeah, so I'm not sure if you have the same uh, like vaccine regimen that we did, or you went overseas. Like in Korea, you got plugged like 17 times when you went to Korea, and then Middle East, you got like another 11, 12 booster shots. So in like an 18 month period, I think I had almost 30 shots. So by the time I got back to North America, you know, two years later, like. I got, I've been sick like twice here in North America, minus, minus this one, of course. But uh, <laughs> so North well, America's Fauci, got nothing on them. Well, Fauci helped uh, pay for it, but the, <coughs> the Chinese cooked up a, a super virus. So even though you had all those protections for all those years, the super virus got you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, yeah, I, no doubt. I, I believe it was a man-made thing, you know, what did they call it? The, what was the process they called it? The, Gain of function. Uh, gain of function. There you go. Thank you very much. Because I, I don't think I would have come up with that on my own. Um, the gain of function thing. It's like, what do you need to gain function off of this thing for? Like, what is so important about gaining function over the flu virus? And what are you trying to gain? And the only answer is to weaponize it. <laughs> that is the only answer. That's the only answer. Like, there's no reason you would gain function. It's like, so we're going to make it more lethal why would you but, why would you make a more lethal virus for what other than to stop tariffs from Donald Trump or something? <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's, it is have, certainly. And I think it goes back to our previous conversation on uh, on Wednesday about uh dude, no one's got a hold of the bureaucracy. These guys do whatever they want. You know, yeah. I know Fauci has been in that job, not not in that department. He's been in that job since 1986. Dude, if there's a definition of a bureaucrat, it's that guy. And he's the highest paid bureaucrat of all time. But 1986, no cell phones, TV still had back to him. I mean, it was a whole different world. And that's when he just started. Dude, you know what I was doing in 1986? Trying to get home from school so I could see the new Transformers episodes. I mean, that, that was what I was doing in 1986. Yes. And uh, Fauci was yeah, planning on crazy. how to destroy the country. <laughs> there you go. We yeah. were watching Transformers. Let's take a break right here on The Buff Show. We'll be right back with Larry Smith. A boring website can make your company look really bad. <laughs> Poor rankings on Google, Yahoo, and Bing means your company does not exist to thousands of monthly searchers. I'm not even on the front page. Come out of hiding with JJC Marketing Solutions and get found to more and more new customers every day. At JJC Marketing Solutions, they offer state-of-the-art website creation, Google SEO, PPC campaigns, and social media marketing that makes your company stand out. No need to go with those national companies that only care about you on the first call jjc marketing is located right here in sanford and the goal is to help businesses like yours succeed get better results call 321-765-7710 or visit them at jjcmarketingsolutions.com i'm somebody now jjc marketing solutions welcome back to the buff <laughs> show where larry smith has joined the 99 percent of people recovering from the china flu larry i'm glad you made it it's a tough percentage but you still look a little worn out <laughs> it's it was not fun let's say it was not fun but uh it's over or gonna be over soon i think so we'll be all right well now you have immunity yeah until that wears off and then i have to get a vaccine and that'll wear off and then i'll get a booster shot and that'll wear off well, and, and then i'll get another booster shot no i think i'm done i'm good 
I'm good. <laughs> They're going to pump you so full of Pfizer by the yeah. time you're done with this, it's going to blow your mind. If your yeah. uh, hand stays in the air for longer than four hours, make sure you call a doctor. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but I tell you what, when it comes to if you want to go out to eat or go to a movie or something, now that the Pfizer vaccine has been FDA approved, you might want to just get the vaccine anyway, just so you can go out and do stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to stay away from those people. Uh, I'm going to find the restaurants or the the places, the venues that are not into that. And those are the guys going to get my financial support, you know? And Excellent point. I, I, I just, where do you go? I mean, do you go back to the people that, that played into this whole thing or do you support the people that actually stood with you and, uh, and ran with it, you know? There's plenty of restaurants and businesses that didn't buy into the hype and fear. We saw a lot of them on TV and the world will be, the United States will become two worlds. People where vaccinated people like to go and people where people who say it's none of your business like to go. Medical freedom and people that trust their immune systems like to go. The America and then the uh, biomedical uh, America. <laughs> I don't know if any of that will play out that way, Larry, but I'm just saying it's already happening in New York. Like if you go to Manhattan, it's different than if you go to the Bronx. The rules are different. Some people abide by the governor's orders up there, but a lot of people don't. Two different New Yorks right there. Yeah, it's it's all these places, even like, uh, you know, Michigan, for example, I'm, you know, from Detroit, Wayne County area. And there's only like three, three or four counties in Michigan that are actually like blue counties. And the rest of the state doesn't give a crap about what yeah. the governor says. In California, you, you think it is like, wow, Calif no, California is the same way. You got the Bay Area, San Francisco. You got down the coast through San Jose into Los Angeles. But after that, no one cares about what the governor puts out as far as mandates. Now, they'll have a sign in their store that says, you know, must wear a mask. You walk in there, nobody's wearing masks. So, you know what? That's good to see. It's like people all across the country are standing up to this. And yeah, it's is. almost an, it almost would be an embarrassment to me if I was an elected official just to be completely disobeyed to that, you know, from my directors would be completely ignored to that degree. And uh, that's what you're seeing, you know? So, well, you do, you do travel around the country. So it's really cool to hear I you do. talk about those stories. Really cool to hear about that because I was talking earlier about how churches are not letting <laughs> unvaccinated in. Now we're talking about how, um, you know, when Jesus said, let the little kids come to me, there's a church in Atlanta and churches here in Florida that said kids cannot come into the church if they're under 12 just because they can't be vaccinated. So now Jesus, I guess, is saying you can come to me if you wear a mask and are vaccinated. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Hey, I, I got the, the, I got the solution to that. Man. I got the yeah. solution to that. Just hey, revoke their uh, 501c3s. He's like, oh, you, oh, don't, sure. you, don't, you don't want to be a church anymore? No problem. We got you. And uh, here's what you owe us. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, because to keep that status, you're supposed to be a church. And the definition of church is gathering. It's a gathering. It's not about the building. It's about the gathering. So, yes, your 501c3 is revoked. I like that. Um, get the kids out of the bubbles. Get the mass off the kids. And for God's sake, stop these vaccine mandates that we've been talking about today on the show. Because unbelievable intrusion when it comes to public health the public health officials right 
that are calling people to contract contact trace them, they're gathering information. Larry, there's a lot of information gathering on people going on right now, and it's just really ridiculous. Yeah, and it's it's a map it's a map to something else later on. It's like, well, we've already laid out the you know, the groundwork for this. If we need more information later, this is how we go about getting it. Yeah, you know. And speaking of lists. I got to change the subject for you because I got to get your take on this. Speaking of lists, the Taliban was handed a hit list of Americans. First, Biden gives a list to Russia of businesses not to attack. So Russia is working on that right now. And now the Taliban, a terrorist organization, has a hit list of Americans remaining in Afghanistan. What do you think a terrorist organization is going to do with a list of Americans in Afghanistan? <laughs> Well, basically what they've been doing to the Afghan army since it dissolved is basically hunting down the dissidents and slaughtering them, you know, one, and then uh, two, uh, sep you know, separating themselves from any, uh, any responsibility by just blaming ISIS or rogue elements. Whereas, you know, you just released 5,000 of these guys out of the prisons there in Kabul, Afghanistan. Sure. What, what do you think? Those guys aren't out for revenge? Those guys aren't out there trying to, you know, get a little bit of a payback. And, oh, by the way, here's some weapons and ammunition, courtesy of the United States military, uh, to carry yeah. that. And uh, we're seeing that now. I mean, I, I mean, the final death toll on that that bombing at the gates there was, I believe it was, the last I heard was 13 Americans. That's correct. 13 it might, Americans. It, it might have gone up from, from just wounds. But in uh, several, several dozen um, Afghan civilians and such. But... And you, you see things like that and, you know, having experienced this stuff in Baghdad back in 2004, 2005, um, it's a tough thing to go through because <clears throat> the first time you go through and you're, you're cleaning up these areas, the only way you know the death toll is by the number of skulls and the size of the skull. That's the only way uh, because the rest of the bodies are typically just obliterated or blown apart to such a degree that there's not a lot to you know, kind of go by in that sense. So it's a tough one. And these are big bombs. These aren't like, oh, it was like, oh, it was a hand grenade, you know, pop and, you know, 112 people are dead. Um, this is something that they probably packed a small, a, a small vehicle or a small truck and, you know, detonated it in, pro, in close proximity to the gate, which is, sounds exactly what it happened. And, you know, the amount of dead is one thing, but the maimed, the maimed and wounded or something else entirely. And the medical facilities there, they just don't exist to take care of these people long-term at all. So these people, effectively, they've lost the rest of their lives also, you know, being debilitated and stuff. That's what it sounds like. It's just yeah. awful. And that's another reason why you don't give the Taliban security detail, because these guys came in through the Taliban security deal. I didn't know that. Wow. And which is... You know, Taliban's a terrorist organization. Once again, you shouldn't trust them. But the deal was we're going to um, we're going to evacuate and give you your country. We're going to run tuck tail, just uh, run security for us. And if you break the deal, we're going to bomb you. But, well, the Taliban broke the deal. Americans got killed and there seems to be no repercussions. Nobody in this administration will be held accountable. And it's just sad. And it's un it's unreal that that we are going to either one of two things, Larry, we're either going to keep taking attacks from these guys because now this is a uh, safe space for terrorism, or we're going to have to go to war with them again. It's 
do you see any other option besides those two things? Well, okay. The other option uh, than those two things is if Biden's in office or if, you know, Harris is in office in a future date, uh, no, we'll take it on the chin. Yeah. You know, we will take a terrorist attack and we will suck it up and deal with it because we do not have, they do not have the political willpower to go back and do what needs to be done. And I think that's, I think the, like the scarier thing is that, you know, back in Clinton, uh, people don't realize, okay, 9-11 happened in September, you know, September 11th, 2001, eight months after George Bush took office. But prior to that, you had the USS Cole bombing under Clinton. You had the two um, uh, embassy bombings in Africa under Clinton and subsequent the World Trade Center bombing under Clinton. So this stuff was ramping up constantly and they just got more emboldened, more emboldened. And there was no repercussion because what happened was they said, hey, Mr. Clinton, we found the source of it. It's in the Sudan. It's this uh, baby milk factory thing in the Sudan. We go after this. We'll take care of it. They went in there. They leveled the place. They find out, oh, it's just a baby milk factory. Nothing, nothing going on here whatsoever. And so Clinton was so scared to take any necessary steps after that to go after these guys. He basically just gave up on any sort of foreign intervention at that point and just allowed us allowed us to keep getting pummeled and pummeled and pummeled. What did he have? Twelve shots at Osama bin Laden. Twelve times they raided the and said we could take him out now. And I don't know. I, 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 I've never seen anything solid on that. Um, now, just and I'll, I'll take that off the table entirely, and just say, why weren't we being more proactive in going to get him? Let alone ignoring yeah. opportunities. I mean, Absolutely. there was no, there was no, there was no visual. You know, there was no optics on. Hey, this is what America's doing. We're hunting this guy down because. He's responsible for this stuff. You never saw any of that. And until the Bush administration came in, then it was like, okay, now we know. Now, we, or now we're going to go get him. Um, so Clinton definitely dropped the ball on that and uh, did not act as com- a responsible commander-in-chief. Yeah, I just I, I I hear all that, and I and I'm thinking back to that time, but I'm just seeing what's already happened in the first eight months of this. I mean, we have Americans dead because <laughs> oh of inept decisions because of Biden. I mean, we're only eight months into this. So, Larry Smith, just in the last few seconds here, where does this go from here? Dude, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It was when Trump was his eight month in. We're like, my gosh, we. He, we're only eight months in. We got four more years of this. This is going to be great. And now we're like, oh boy, we're eight oh months into this. <laughs> we we are in a lot of trouble. If this is what it looks like after eight months, what? what I mean, do you even want to hazard a guess? I mean, I would love. I mean, it's also, it's like, who would have thought that a third world militia was just basically going to circumvent everything? Everything about the most strongest. Military in in, uh, in human history. That just, it's crazy. That? Let's start and, uh, with the anniversary of nine eleven coming up. Yeah. that's what we have to look at first. Because but you, but you know what you hit it. This is working together in synchrony with that. Yeah, but you hit it. You kind of hit it right on the head, though. It's uh, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll get back to it. Well, no, that's okay. We got to wrap up the segment, but it's great to see you, Larry. At 3 a.m. when you remember this, let's do another segment. How's that? A little little wasted here. Yeah, sure. Well, you're just recovering from the COVID. Yeah, the Wuhan. The Wuhan flu. 
But thanks. Get some rest. Thank you for joining us. Good stuff. And we'll uh, we'll get you back on the show here. You bet. Thanks. All right. And we'll see you guys next time on The Buff Show.